Yo, 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 it's Nick from Get In Tune. I got a very special guest today. Uh, sitting here with me is my boy Champagne Trap, uh, DJ extraordinaire, um, model by request. Man, this this guy is a, a jack of all trades, man. Um, thanks for sitting in with me, man. How you doing? Doing well, man. I appreciate you reaching out to me and having me uh, participate in this interview. For sure, for sure. Um, would you be able to just briefly introduce yourself for those who ain't familiar with you, man? Like, what you got going on? Sure. So, um, most people know me as DJ Trap, aka Champagne Trap. Um, couldn't tell by the introduction, I'm a DJ here in Atlanta. I do a lot of different events, residencies, include traffic. I do this party called Code every Saturday. Um, one of the staples yep. in the city. Um, do a lot of stuff with Six Degrees. Prior to the pandemic, I did a lot of stuff on Edgewood. Um, been fortunate enough to do stuff at the High Museum, stuff with Nike, Adidas. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to hold it down for my city. And, you know, I, Definitely. I was to go out of town and do some things in New York, L.A., Miami. So just trying to continue to lay that foundation and grow, keep the momentum going. Definitely, man. Yeah, that's dope that you, you know, you started here and you try to just, you know, like going to the high, like that's the, obviously a big tourist attraction, you know, here in Atlanta, you know, and I feel like you're very like close knit to this community. Do you feel like Atlanta's embraced you at all? Definitely, man. You know, I've been in Atlanta since 2011. I came, I came out here for school initially and I wasn't always a DJ, you know, I just mm-hmm. happened to be somebody who just likes to go out, you know, go do things and DJs before me inspired me to kind of pick up the craft and take it seriously eventually. But yeah, man, Atlanta's definitely embraced me, and I feel proud to represent it. So, definitely, but, man. Yeah, you putting on for the city for sure. You know, all those all those events that you listed are just popping right now. You know, code and, and those things. Like I, I see a lot of great artists and a lot of great you know DJs and, and performers come through there and and you know shut that shit down. So. I'm glad, you know, you've been networking and, and, and building your brand and, you know, b- being able to just uh, work these events and stuff like that. Get your name out there. Uh, going back to what you were saying about the DJ and thing, I know you didn't always want to be a DJ, but um, what was the moment you knew you wanted to pursue that that career? I don't know, man. I, I didn't. It was something. It was like a hobby. You know, I was like. Right. Yeah. In college, I was going through some things and I remember going through this rough patch. And I was trying to like be involved in um for somebody asking me you know if i were to somehow get involved in whatever organization that had going on what would i contribute to it to make you know to what would i contribute to that organization that would help you know set myself apart and add some value to what they had going on Word. and at the time i couldn't really answer it like i dabbled in my photography and, you know I enjoyed the music. I messed around with DJing, but I hadn't invested in myself at that point. So, you know, from that moment, it's probably like my sophomore, junior year, um, I really started to think on, you know, how I could answer that question. And not necessarily just for the organization, but for myself, you know what I'm saying? I guess I started to take it seriously uh, around the time I met my friend Ephraim because he was one of the first people to really get me out of like the bedroom DJing, like seeing DJing. Like, I used to do a lot of stuff for, all kinds of people like we do shows at the masquerade and like random house parties all kinds of stuff but you right. know my boy he was one of the first people to, like get me into kind of a more professional setting um i remember the first time i did at May year in 20 
2016, like the fall of 2016. Like, real Atlanta there. native. Yeah, That's some so, real Atlanta I, shit. Yeah, so I, I went from getting like cash from house parties, like little mm-hmm. 20, 40 day. Like I wouldn't even charge for house parties. I just did it for the love. But I went from, you know, just getting a little, little, you know, a little cash here and there to actually be getting like real text. You know, I didn't even have any speakers, man. Like we, we used to be in there with like little computer like monitors. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, I guess that's when I really started to take it seriously because it really felt like I had somebody who truly believed in me and put energy into, you know, helping me become who I am. Oh, I can see the progression too. Like kind of what you're talking about. I feel like I hear that same story with a lot of people um, here from Atlanta that I've come into contact with um one of my homies uh jordan uh Dooley films i'm not sure if you're familiar with him he does like some cinematography work on vhs and uh, mainly but you know film um and things like that and uh, he was talking a lot about some of those old like atlanta house parties from like 2014 and like 2016 uh, and just like uh how impactful those were on his networking opportunities and like you know how he, he came across a lot of artists who were you know, fresh out the gate and, you know, you look at them five, six years later, you know, they, they made something of themselves. Has there been anyone that you come into contact with at those early house parties who were like next level now? Um, I mean, not anybody I would say I'm like particularly close to, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my people were like cool, like Nestle and Gotti and Cardi and all these other people. So I guess yeah. like the six degrees of separation, like, no, I'm not saying I'm like cool with them, but like that's kind of the era where I started to really take my craft serious. Like J Mac, another see like his progression and what he's been able to accomplish. Like Black Boy was one of the first DJs that I could really say um influenced me to wanna actually DJ. I used to go to his parties all the time. Now he's going toward the Playboy party. You know? Yeah. So that's that's crazy. And life is full circle like that, you know what I mean? It's all about who you know and just, you know, when when you put those ten thousand hours in, like it, it can take you to the next level, man. Any old school DJs like like Jazzy Jeff, any of those kind of guys that influence you? Any 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 DJs your dad, your pops may have introduced you to? My dad, my, my family's not a musical family as far as like making music goes. Like, right, kinda, yeah. you know, like how you said, you, you're not musically inclined, but you enjoy the music. You know? Yeah. Like, that's my dad. Like my dad, listen, my dad still tries to put me on a light Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it be like some sure. like, obscure thing like crap work out in Germany or like some ASAP Rocky song that he likes a lot whatever random song he listens to like, so that's what put me on to it but um yeah that's, Jeff was definitely one of the ones I remember like as a little kid back when uh BET Awards actually was something to look forward to like right one, yeah. one time they had a DJ competition I thought it was like not even a competition but like a showcase that had like all kinds of guys spinning it it's just like I was probably like eight or nine years old, it's just like always a highlight of the BET Awards for me. Yeah, for sure. And that showmanship is crazy. You know, like my pop, me and my pop used to have discussions about this. Um, You know, we've been having conversations about this recently, actually, you know, he was saying like at at concerts back in the day, like at clubs, like people would go to the club just to see the DJ perform. And now it's kind of transitioned to the artist. But, But the showmanship that a lot of these, you know, the DJs used to have back in the 80s and the 90s, man, like, it was next level. Like they were, they they used to be like the standout of, of the event, and uh, you know I feel like 
you know, it's people like you that are, are kind of bringing that awareness back, you know, bring, bringing that like just just that importance back to the DJs because they definitely, you know, play a, a impactful part just to making any show great. You know what I mean? Um, next question I really wanted to ask. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't mean it. I make it off crap. No, you're good. You got you got insight, bro. I'm sure there's some shit. There's some gems you could drop that you know I'm probably not even thinking of. Sure, I'm sure this has been like kind of a how do I say? It's influenced me in a way like Don Canton and DJ Dramas, and you know the more obscure like mixtape DJs like uh, DJ Rockstar, mm-hmm. Ill Will, like all these things have definitely helped play a part in you know, my approach to DJing and you know how. You see what people do, how far they can take it. And you're like, okay, this is possible for me too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've even, you know, going back to like Don Cannon and DJ Drama, you know, they, they took it. Uh, well, you know, shout out to Drama, one, because he kind of had that career resurgence with Tyler, with um, with Tyler's new album. Um, and, you know, you got the Gangsta Grills shit on it. On Call Me, yeah, Call Me If You Get Lost. And, and of course, like... It's everywhere, bro, and I feel like for mo- for a lot of the artists that we we like, and you know, some of these newer age guys, like they they used to listen to Gigs and Girls tapes growing up, and that's just kind of like always been a dream for them. Like I know Tyler made his dreams reality when he uh, did that Gangsta Girls tape. You know, Wayne was was really big in the mixtape era doing Gangsta Girls shit too, and um, you know, drama 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 signed Uzi. Not a lot of people. Yeah. even think about that like these djs are also now like expanding creating a brand creating a label and it's very jack possible harlow. like jack harlow you know yeah generation now they're they, they got some really really big signees and that's just off the strength of drama being plugged in with the industry you know he, he made his career as a dj but he he's stamped and you know he has that sort of sort of signing power like people want to work with drama you know they want to have those placements so yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I wanted to ask you. So, like, when you when when you're doing these events and you're doing these these um, club performances and stuff like that, like, what's been your favorite song to spin as of lately? Because I know there's been a lot of really great music that, that dropped last year. Um, my favorite you touch song on to that? spin right now. Yeah. My favorite song to spin right now is uh like Daisy Wayne, my baby face red. Word. Yeah, I gotta tap in, bro. I, I've been hearing a lot about that artist for yeah, sure. Baby face red. He has a, a project coming out later. And let me touch back on the last question one more time. Yeah, two more inspirations, you know, and I've been fortunate enough to see them actually last year. I saw Virgil in July for the first Jeez. time. Jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, Virgil's, Virgil's nice with it too, bro. Like, he, he was nice with the DJing thing. Um, I, I I remember, like, doing a lot of research on Virgil a few months ago because um, I got I went to the High Museum uh, last year and I got his book and I just really was fascinated by some of the things he used to do on the side, like with Bentrill, the clothing brand, like that was formed based on like a group of DJs and they just kind of started making merch to promote their shows and shit. Like Virgil was, he, he was a jack of all trades. They nigga used to skate, he used to DJ, he was a designer an interior decorator like he did everything bro and it, it, it just goes to show like you don't have to box yourself in to mm-hmm. one thing you know what i'm saying like i view djing as a platform you know this is what will take me definitely wherever the next stage of life is but going back to ben trill um that was really the moment i heard one of their mixes called uh, god save the queen it was a bbc mix and you can find it on SoundCloud. god save the queen and um that was the mix that 
me want to really be there. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. Because so, like crazy. I was hearing all kinds of like sounds, all kinds of different, all kinds of different. Uh, uh, I was hearing all kinds of different sounds in that mix. Like I was like, man, like what is going on? Like this is this is crazy. Next level, yeah. So that was kind of the mix that I heard that made me want to model. Know my style off of you know just being able to play all kinds of different things. I would make mixes and try to uh, just emulate it. Were, yeah. yeah, and then um another influence man was Chase B. You know what I'm saying? He used to go crazy on Ill Roots. Streets need that for sure. And, um, I was fortunate enough to DJ with him a couple months ago. At Coast, I saw that. So I, I was yeah. so happy about that. Yeah, you gotta give people their flowers too, man. Did you did you get the chance to chop it up with them a little bit? Like tell them how impactful he was to you. I, I didn't get to I didn't get to uh, chop it up with him, unfortunately. But you know, hopefully you'll be able to meet him again and you know bring up the bring up that moment. You know, chop it up. Definitely, yeah. You and you'd be surprised by a lot of these cats. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these hot, you know, a lot of these guys that you know are a little more successful like they they still got a an eye like still got an ear to the underground like to the streets like they know what's going on like i'm sure y'all will cross paths again and he's gonna see the progression like how a lot of us do you know that are more tapped in with you like they're always i feel like djs embrace each other and like there's not too much um it's like a it's like a friendly competition sort of thing that goes on but you know that that should be that that's yeah i mean that should be motivation to you though like you know if he can do it I can too, and I know I know you, you were meant to be in that position. Like y'all, you know, you put the work in, and y'all were in the same place. Like it, that's definitely telling of just your career so far. So back to the DJing, um, specifically, like where you like to DJ. What setting do you prefer to spin at? Because I know that's kind of you've kind of done it all. You know, you've done concerts, um, you know, in venues. You've been on tour, um, but you've also done like. Um, clubs and, and things like that, parties. What what's your favorite? Where, where's your favorite place to spin at? I mean, personally, I say any party. It doesn't matter if it's a bar or a club. You know, as long as it has a, mm. a sound system and let me do my thing. You know, just don't tell me what to play. Yeah, you know, I, I have free range to play what I like to play. You know, that's my preference. You know? I'm still yeah, working on some things. You know, regarding doing actual shows. It's it's a it's pretty intimidating to think about man like you go in front of thousands of people who are just looking at you and the artists that you're performing with you know mm -hmm. it's pretty cool like once you get in the zone but it's just like a crazy feeling to think about you know yeah i can see where that can be a little uh intimidating but uh it's like yeah. it's like class man like you're in class you know you have to present a project you have a speaker so mm -hmm. you have like 20 people i don't get i wouldn't say i get stage fright or anything like that but mm -hmm. it, it can be kind of intimidating like all eyes are on you like you know now you just multiply that to like the 10 a hundred a thousand you know what I'm saying? So, for sure so is, is that a little bit what you felt like when you went on a uh, tour with bands at all i did my research i know i know you went um, on tour with bands <laughs> man that, that was the first time i ever like got to that wasn't the first show i did but it was the first show on the road it mm -hmm. was it was we did we did something at the observatory in um Orange County, I think. I think the observatory is in Orange County. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. But you know, that that was pretty cool. But the first time I really felt kinda crazy was uh we did Rolling Loud. Mm. Suave, my boy Suave. 
Shout out Suave. Yep, yep. That's an artist I featured on my uh, my playlist series, one of my earlier yeah. ones. I feel like he, he's definitely uh, killing shit out here right now. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. My boy's been working hard. You know, just looking forward to seeing what he does next. But, you know, that we went from doing observatory. Like, we were we were in a small, like, capacity room. But when we did Rolling Loud, me and Suave, like, we're in a soccer stadium. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is... That, that had a feel. Yeah, yeah, that's surreal, that bro. Crazy moment, man. Yeah, I can already, I already know. Um, I know you did. You did. You spun uh, with YG at one point too. Uh, can you touch on that a little bit? Add some context YG. to it. Man, um, we did a we did a YG pop up way back. I'm yeah, talking. yeah, yeah. Like, you're talking about at Man Year. Yeah. How did you find out about that? I do my research, bro, on some Narwhal right. shit. I just like to right. have, you know, drop little gems in there, take it back a that little like, bit. That was like one of the first like pop-ups at my year that we did, honestly. That was like was it was it for Four Hundred? Was it like the Four Hundred yeah. clothing brand? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. my boy, my boy Ephraim, um, he used to work at my year, and you know the whole team that put that thing together. And like I said, we had the monitor in there. YG was real cool, man. He came in there, showed love, like. That's the whole team, Mizzle, like Slim was there, like they came out, you know, hella people came to that just love YG. I got to play like all my favorite, like folk classic YG songs from like the real four fingers to right. four hundred degrees. Whatever, you know, just read up two, just read up one, like mm-hmm. I got to play all my favorite songs. I don't really get to the thing like music is still kind of regional, you know what I'm saying? Like hundred percent. Yeah. But like you're not gonna play hella West Coast songs in the South because most people aren't trying to hear that. I'll be honest with you. Like, they don't. Sure. Yeah. So it doesn't connect with them as much. Like it might sound good, but you know, it's it's like you know, I don't know. Future, right? Like the future's everywhere. You can't escape them in Atlanta. You know, but you go to right. Atlanta, sure, you're gonna hear future, but you're not gonna hear as much future. And you're not gonna hear them. You're not gonna hear them album cuts. You know the mixtape cuts. You know the, something that may be that may have the city on fire out here and ain't necessarily gonna resonate with, like you said, with the people out west. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. I can see what you're saying with that. Um, I do know you. You do have like a love for West Coast. Where did that come from? Because I know you know you got you love Nip. You know you love YG. Um, I'm sure there's some other artists. I'm not thinking of right now, but just explain like your, your love for the West Coast. Where'd that come about? And, um, honestly, I never cared about the West Coast until I got to like 10th grade. I used to mm-hmm. uh, hoop, right? So I met this one guy, he was from California. Like he just, you know, his perspective on life is just different. You know what I'm saying? He's from, uh, yeah. I think he's from LA, you know? But, um, you know, we don't, we don't keep in touch anymore. But from that, from that moment in time, like I just got interested in, LA started to go on like Tumblr stuff like that, and seeing what was going on West Coast mm-hmm. and like artists like Tyler the Creator. But, Definitely, you know that was just on the Tumblr side, but on you had the blog side too. So like going on Two Dope Boys and Ever Roots and seeing like Kendrick Lamar, YG, and all these other people, Nipsey, Dom Kennedy, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So it was just like something. Well, that was a great. Right there for me. That was a um, great time for music too, man. That blog, that blog era. I, I came across a lot of my favorite artists uh, on that blog, Eric, like, you know, Casey Veggies, um, Travis, Travis with Ill Roots, you know, you, you talk about Chase B, but I, I learned about, about Travis through their collab up, you know, back then. Um, 
you know, Joey, when he was popping, like all the pro era, like there was a lot of Mick Jenkins. Like there was so many artists that I, that I discovered, you know, obviously from different, different areas, but you know, the blogs definitely like just help introduce these, these new guys to me. That's definitely like an underrated time for, for music. You know, you were ASAP Rockies, like a lot of great, great artists came out of that time period, man. Firstly, I have a, I have an appreciation for all coasts, but yeah, know, that West coast is different, man. Going out to the West Coast, like when you play like Roddy Rich or whatever, we mm-hmm. playing like it makes sense. You know, what I'm saying it, it just feels sure. right. You know yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm actually really really enjoying a lot of these newer West Coast acts that are coming out right now. I love uh, Blast. I feel like he's fire. Um, and then uh, I got onto Nipsey a little bit late, but um, through listening to Nipsey, I discovered Bino. I uh, love his work, and I love with him and Blast collab too. Um, shout out to them. Um, yeah, there's just there's just so many artists that for, that are out there that are that have that like authentic West Coast sound. It's just it's hard it's it's hard not to love it. It's just super super infectious. It makes you want to dance, makes you want to skate. Like it's super player, bro. And on the topic of player, I really want you to explain uh, your Player Ninety Nine Radio series. Uh, would you mind tapping into that? Player 99, first and foremost, is a collective of creatives that are based here in Atlanta. Um, okay. I've had a close group of friends of mine. A lot of them are talented photographers, DJs, just, you know, minds, mindsets, you know, just coming together to, you know, hopefully try to build something here in Atlanta that people outside of the country will want to come to. People here, not, I mean, not just outside of the country, people outside of the city, people in the mm-hmm. city will appreciate, you know, as an yeah. alternative to different clubs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, the radio came about because when the pandemic hit, you know, obviously we couldn't do the shows that we were doing anymore in person. Yep. So we uh, had to come up with a solution to that. And the radio platform was our way of answering that question. And my boy Trey Wiggs was responsible for building the website. I was, he's not in Player 99, but um, without his technical know-how, the site wouldn't like we probably would have, we probably still would have done it, but mm. you know it just would have been like SoundCloud only. And having sure, that, yeah. Twenty four seven, seven days a week, um, broadcasting music and shows whenever we decide to broadcast. That's dope, yeah, man. I, I think uh, sometimes that's like all the difference, and just like you know, you, you need that group of creatives to be able to go back to and, and just you know put your stuff out there. I feel like it's just strength in numbers. Like if you can get some like-minded people in your, in your camp, like y'all could take over and make your, make your imprint, you know, in the city. And I definitely, I definitely got a, got an eye to what y'all doing. I respect it. You know, I think it, I think the aesthetic is super cool. I've listened to some of the stuff that you guys drop and stuff. I like it. It's really nice. Um, And I think it's important that you guys are, you know, representing the city in that way. Cause, um, I mean, there's not too many collectives out here that I feel like are doing it like y'all, so it's cool. I respect it. Hopefully, um, 2022 will be a big year for us. We got some conversations that we're trying to have and build build upon some things that we established last year. So. Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man, it's a new year, new year to get right, and uh, hopefully, you know, m- much success to y'all, man. Like. I'm wishing y'all the best for real. So I, I wanted to ask you, you know, you kind of touched on some of your plans for the future and like your plans with, with Player 99. What are some personal goals that you have uh, set for yourself that you'd like to accomplish this year? 
personal goals. I mean, I have financial goals. I'm trying to think, man. I mean, depending on how this virus thing goes, hopefully I'll be able mm. to go outside of the country and DJ. That's been a goal of mine, and that yeah. was something that was supposed to happen years ago. But obviously, it, you know, we couldn't go to Canada, can't go to UK. Right. So, no, that, that's definitely one of, a goal of mine is to be able to do do something outside of the country. Um, I don't know, man. I like to venture into other avenues as well. I'll see um, if I could maybe do some production, you know, work on a project with somebody. That would be pretty cool. You know, that's yeah. I done myself. You should, man. Don't like I said, don't limit yourself to, you know, just doing one thing. I definitely think those are really fresh ideas that that could take off if you if you market it the right way. Um, I know, I know, True Beats and Fleco, they just released a project together that's pretty dope, and you know, that's a producer like artist collab sort of thing. But you know, you got guys like Metro that that you know did you know the Without Warning with Offset, and, and yeah, you, know, you got Chase B. He he's releasing solo work on his Apple Music and. Um, like people affiliated with Cactus Jack, like you could definitely do that because I'm sure you got plenty of artists in your circle that would love to work with you, and you know you can push them with your name and and the following that you've established. So, yeah, I'd love to see. I'd love to see that. What are like what What are some things that you like to do when you're not when you're not DJing? I know you've been getting into the modeling recently. Um, do you still yeah. hoop? I know you say you used to hoop and shit like that. Nah, I actually, I actually don't hoop, man. I would definitely like to get back into it. Like, I don't know, man. I kind of felt like I lost the passion for it. Like, I just, I used to hoop every day, and then mm-hmm. I, I never got back into it. Um, I started going to the gym. Yeah, real simple stuff, man. Like, I like to play video games, you know. Got a phony guy, so I just run through whatever I can run through, man. I've knocked out, like, four games in the past couple weeks. Word. Um, watch anime, watch sports. I was watching a, a lot of the college football games that have been going on lately. What's the biggest piece of advice you can give an aspiring DJ or, you know, someone in your field, though? Because I really, I think that's really important. Like, I think you've kind of established yourself pretty well. I, w- I would look at you as, like, pretty popping in, in your lane. Um, what's just any gym that you could drop on someone that wants to pursue a career in this sort of line of work? Yeah, there are a couple of different things, man. I'll, I'll draw inspiration from things that people have told me. Not necessarily just DJs, but people who... You know, you look at people and you're like, you know, they have accomplished what you think they have set out to accomplish. So, yeah. first off, anything that you pursue, you know, it's a journey. You know, you have, it's not anything that's going to happen overnight. You know, mm. something that looks like it happened overnight to you, you don't know what people have done to get to whatever point they're trying to get. And you have to enjoy the journey. There are going to be moments that suck, you know what I'm saying? Like, there have been things that I've done that people don't know. Nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right. But just like there, there's there's struggles that I have had that people don't know about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, we're all yeah. we're all human. It's all it's like ups and downs to this shit. Yeah, so you yeah. know, that's that's the first thing is like, you know, you have to enjoy the journey because a lot of those moments when I used to do like Bane, you know, when I used to do stuff at sound tables, I can never get those moments back. Mm-hmm. Because you know, those things don't exist and those venues don't exist anymore. Right. You know, the people that were a part of them have moved on to other things. Like, you know, so, you know, when you get those opportunities, make sure that, you know, you take it seriously, you do a good job, but you also enjoy it because, you know, there will be other things that come along, but nothing is ever replicated the same. For sure. Um, invest in yourself. 
if it's something I'm still trying to be better at because I just want to buy hella clothes all the time. But, I'm with you, know, you on that. Equipment. Yeah. Get get the equipment, you know what I'm saying? And even if you don't own the equipment, there's different ways to access it and to, to learn, you know, what different things do, you know. Having the knowledge of the equipment will help you out so much, you know, because you're going to be you're you're always gonna have a first time experiencing some issue or first time setting something up. I'm I'm learning something new every week, man. Definitely. I'm yeah, it's still call other DJs, and I've been DJing for like seriously like six years. Mm-hmm. I have to call other DJs sometimes. Like, yo, how does this how does this work? Or, yeah. How do I do this? And sometimes like they hit me too. Like, hey, you know, but that that knowledge is you know you're always gonna be learning something. So you know, try to you know keep an open mind. Try to be as Those are really my most important points. Don't yeah, I love that. I love don't that. Yeah, that. Things a lot. Don't don't overthink too much. Don't get in your own head, man. Just do it. Figure it out as you go. For sure. Yeah. You know, in this in this creative realm, I feel like a lot of people like to um, compare themselves to like their their peers and and put too much pressure on themselves. And like you said, they not necessarily enjoying the ride like they're not um celebrating the little things like the little accomplishments they're making you know like um maybe getting your first couple thousand streams or you know performing at your first venue like those are all things like you say you can't get back and you just got to appreciate the journey um because everyone's is different you know what i mean some people rise to the ranks like super quickly and others it's, a, it's more of a slow burn but you know as long as you stay as long as you stay committed as long as you stay like hungry this shit gonna work, you know what I mean. Being that you've done this for six years, I'm sure you can attest to that. You know, when yeah, was man. the moment? In, when was the moment in your career that you felt like I could do this? Like, like this, this is gonna be. This is something I can just like. I can quit my day job, or you know, I can, I can like really rely on this to get me to where I gotta be. Like, make me happy in the long term. As far as uh, as far as that goes, it kind of. I don't know. That's... I mean, I guess there wasn't really yeah. a moment where I, I quit, but my job actually shut down. I used to have this uh, little part-time job at Ponson Market. Mm-hmm. Job shut down. It was really flexible. Like I was able to like accept all the gigs that I wanted to do, still keep a steady stream of income on the side. I was making more DJing than I was doing that, but That's I didn't want to yeah. just like I didn't want to just like not have that because I'm I'm used to working, man. I'm used to having something to to rely on. You know, like when you commit 100% to being an independent contractor, you know, you, you eat what you, what you, what you kill, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you that's true, that's true. Eat, that's so, true. um, my, my job shut down in February and I was like, you know what, DJing, let me see like what I could, uh, really do, you know, job shut mm-hmm. down, we went to the Grammys 2020, um, did some Grammy stuff. Lemon Pepper Wet, shout out to PK and Donnie and everybody that brought me along. And, uh, you know, that was really good. And I was like, you know what, like... Was it like an after party that you was doing? Yeah, I did an after party. I was able to, like, go to other things as well. And, you know, to be recognized in another city is, like, pretty crazy, man. Hell yeah. To watch it come and see you spin, like, that was kind of like, okay, like, I'm not just, like, some Ricky Big DJ. I never thought Mm -hmm. of that. I never viewed myself as, like, some Ricky Big DJ, but... You know, just yeah, like confirmation, yeah. like, hey, like, people actually know who you are a little bit, so just keep going. For sure. But, um, got back, and it just seemed like everything was picking up, doing a lot of corporate events, doing stuff with Six Degrees, the band, 
COVID hits, all the momentum just like shut down. So I feel like that's been everybody's story lately, man. Like middle of the pandemic, like when we really started to go back outside. You know, because Atlanta's been very much wide open. It has been for for good or for bad, like. So I was like, you know, let me just see like what I could do. I I I got my residency code during that time. Kept it going, and you know, from there it was like, I'm making more money doing this. And I was, you know, you work two weeks at a part time job, you make a certain amount of money. It's like, you work mm-hmm. so hard to get that 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 cash, and it's like, doing this, uh, you know, I don't have to work nearly as long or as hard as doing something I love to do. You know, and yeah, I would say it's more fulfilling that way too. You know what I mean? Like, you can be, you kind of make your own schedule, and, and and you're, and it's not really, you don't, you don't have to view it as work if it's, it's something that you're passionate about. That's my goal with this, you know what I mean? Hopefully I can make a career of it, but I definitely I definitely applaud you for not giving up and, and, and being able to get to that point where you can just put some bread in your pocket doing this this DJing thing, bro. Man, but I've been, I remember I used to work at this restaurant. That was the hardest thing I ever did. But I, I did it because, you know, you don't want to work just to get by. That's what it kind of felt like. I was working and just barely able to afford my bills and things like that. And the DJing was a bright spot in my life. And I really have too much, you know, else to really, you know, be happy about. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know, just from that to, to today, I'm very, very grateful. I don't take it for granted. You know. Definitely. Yeah. Um, man, this has been great, bro. I honestly, I, I don't really have too much else I want to cover because I think you, we, we pretty much talked about everything. Um, is there any, you know, final closing remarks you wanted to make or, you know, any more, any more gems you wanted to share with us about just your career and what to expect from you going forward? Yeah. I mean, I'll try and make a coherent answer for you, but life is really crazy, man. And it's filled with a lot of full circle moments and, you know, Oftentimes, you might not understand why you're going through the things that you're going through, but, you know, you look down the line, you're like, okay, this made, this made sense because it helped the family for what was to come. I mean, if I pass up on these opportunities, but maybe those opportunities weren't for me. You know, yeah. I, in college, especially, I was going through, you know, like, you, you get a degree and you want to get a job, but you want all these other things. You keep your gra- people graduating and comparing yourself to other people. It's like, man, like, why isn't this happening to me? Mm-hmm. Why am I not getting the offers that, you know, I study for this and that, you know, then, you know, I just kind of came to the terms with like, you know, I'm not supposed to be doing it. I, I have a path that's set for me. And it's going to sure. make sense one day. And it's starting yeah. to make sense now. Like, there's still things that I'm trying to work on, you know, and oftentimes when you, when you have, when you're looking for that passion, you just have to pay attention to the different signs that in your life. Like, you said you always like listening to interviews and, you know, the way that people talked about different things. And yeah. There are things that you like, you know, probably from from the time you were young. Like, you've always been into that. But maybe one day it just, like, clicked. Like, hey, you know what? Because I like this, why don't I try to do that? Like yeah. That earlier, right? So, mm-hmm. with me, I've always liked music. But growing up, you know, nobody was a musician. Nobody in my family does anything with music. All the rappers that I knew, producers that I knew, all of them were lame. Nobody was right. you know yeah. so I didn't You just had to forge your own path. Yeah, I didn't think it was possible for me. Like I didn't grow up wanting to be a DJ. But mm-hmm. I always like music. I always like to go on the blogs and things like that. So I just found a way for me to 
make that make sense in my life. And it's happening. For anybody who's looking for their passion, man, just like pay attention to whatever the signs are that you see repeating in your life. You know what I'm saying? And if you, if somebody has to tell you to do it, then obviously it's not for you. If you're in a, if you play basketball, somebody has to tell you to go practice every day, then you're not really, you don't have a love for it. You don't have a passion for it. Nobody should have to like push you to pursue something that you say you want to pursue. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. That's that's the gem, man. Don't be too hard on yourself. Pay attention to the signs, and you'll figure out what it is that you need to be doing. Yeah, I love that, man. That's real. That's that's definitely a gem, bro. I appreciate that, and I'm sure the people that's listening to this are gonna appreciate that too, because um, that's a sentiment that I share with a lot of my friends that are that are making music or making clothes or you know whatever. Like that, this is a message that all of them need to hear. That any creative needs to hear. And with my platform, I hope to reach you know, some, some creative, man, this has been a great episode. I really appreciate you again for sitting down with me, bro. Um, we'll, we'll definitely have to chop it up again soon. I'm gonna tap in with you and, and, and your peoples and, uh, you know, hopefully this will be the year that we both make a killing, man, for sure. And, so, uh, man. Yeah. This has been get in tune with champagne trap. Sorry. See y'all later, man. Peace. Peace.